Hey traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Tuesday, June 21, 2022. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? We're in a bounce situation. The market found some kind of a low last week. We had one of those three-day holiday weekends. The market tends to either bounce into those or bounce through those. We've talked about that many, many times. And here we are with what we'll call a DCB or a dead cat bounce in the midst of a downtrending situation. Okay, fair enough. The question we all want to know about is what happens next? How high do they bounce? Is it a short-term bounce? Is it a longer-term bounce? All that stuff. What we're going to do is focus on, let's just say, the next few days or so, which where the market will tell us what the next move is by virtue of either getting through or not being able to get through certain areas up above. What we're talking about is important numbers. We all know important numbers are both magnetic, they're either overhead resistance or support, depending on whether price is above or below them. And running a test is one thing, being able to get above and sustain price above these certain areas or certain numbers is a whole nother story slash situation. So what are these numbers that we have up above? The closest one, which was not hit today, which should be hit, maybe they have a pullback first, Maybe they go do it as the thieves in the night may do it, or simply just do it either tomorrow, the next day, or whenever they choose. The following is this. The gap that was not filled today happens to be 377.36 to be exact. Some people will call the gap up at 379 and change. Somewhere in that neighborhood should be garden variety of overhead resistance, but both magnetic at the same time. So that area should pull price up in two. However, we know we get visits from who? The trick, trap, fool, and frustrate crew. Who are they? They're the folks that have a job to do. Their job is to make as many traders and investors look like fools as much of the time as possible. Okay, let's talk about those folks and what they may do leading into tomorrow, for example. Let's say Trick and Company shows up overnight in the morning and they want to pull price back. Well, where's a likely place that they're going to pull price back to? Okay, fair enough. Here's where we use the things that we learn over time. The market likes to revisit former breakout and former breakdown areas. Okay, fair enough. Where's the most recent breakout area from where the market broke out leading to where they are today, where they finished today, where they went today? Where's the area they broke out from? Well, if you remember from last week, what we saw inside the numbers over and over and over again is they needed to break out over 371. Now check this out. Here's an hourly chart. Last week they tried to do it. They spiked above it. They gave the appearance that they were on a run. They failed, came right back down to do what? 
to do the 365 bucks that was on the chart for a long time. And as a sidebar, we know 365, give or take, was important. How do we know that? Because the market ultimately found support down there. Now they're trading away their 100 handles or 10 SPY points away from 365. So we know that area is important. It provided support at least from a temporary basis. Back to 371. Here's a high over here. 370.94. Last week, we were talking about the need to get back over 371. They gapped over it, not being able to do it in the last couple of days of the week, and traded in a sideways slash eating time off the clock fashion all day today near the highs, just back and forth in a tight range when they finally found that quote-unquote morning pivot or morning high. So we're back to the discussion about where they might pull back to. So let's say we found the market selling a little bit in the morning. Where would be a logical place where A, it would be magnetic, they would draw price in, and B, they would find garden variety chart support? Well, that area, that number is 371. Maybe they come up short, maybe they spike it through a little bit, but generally speaking, that's the spot where they would find garden variety of chart support. Now, let's say that they came below 371. What would be the next spot below that? Inside the number members will have that information at their fingertips first thing in the morning, somewhere around zero dark 30. Speaking of inside the numbers, let's get down to brass tacks. We'll run through the commentary. We'll circle back to stocks on the move. Keep in mind, when the market gaps higher and it kind of sticks and goes sideways all day, it does take away a lot of the tradable or trading opportunities from day traders. That's just the way it is. We have a happy Tuesday on our hands, big gap higher on our hands. Maybe it was turnaround Tuesday. So the market was down last week and they turned around this week on Tuesday. The futures were up Monday while nobody was watching and again today for a double dose. So let's get down to business. We talked about this before. Last week we were talking about getting over 371. There we are. They're in no man's land with a lot of space to fill the gap above. So here's the way it works. The first order of business, and this was at zero dark 30 before the big run after the opening bell. So the first order of business is to stay above 371. That's our bull bear pivot. What does that mean? If price drops below 371, it becomes bearish. Not necessarily collapsing back down to the 365, but it's not bullish. The bears have the ball, and they can certainly push price lower. Staying above opens the door for the next big-time magnetic spot, which is also overhead resistance, 373.50, give or take. They ended up blowing through that, ultimately heading really to 375, where they basically centered around all day long. Little bit above, little bit below, 375 was essentially the magnet today. As you know, we play umpire calling balls and strikes, so we look at both sides of the tape 
So we're above stuff in the pre-market, but you also have to know what happens if they just drop them. What happens if they open the trap door? Getting below 371 brings 369 and 368 into view. All right, let's see what else we have as the day gets underway. Some short-term stuff, and we let them go for a while at the open. 373.50 would have normally been overhead resistance had we not been on a squeeze operation. We're not saying short the market at overhead resistance. We're just saying overhead resistance. They shouldn't just blow through it. And here you see, remember, they will put in a high, morning high, and pull back. Here's a five-minute chart right of the vertical is today's activity. They did no such thing. They stopped off at 373.50, give or take, for about 10 or 15 minutes, and then continued on. And if it's a blow-through, 375, give or take, is the next spot. That's in the 940 post. We do have traders that do play the hop-on-the-bus routine, so they're all too happy to be long above 371, so they want to know where the areas of A, exits are, overhead resistance, where are they going, how high can they ride this thing. Remember, there's something for everybody here. There's your next spot, 375, they stopped off there for a cup of coffee, tried to get above to the next spot, they weren't able to get to what I call, and you'll see it later in the notes, the prize. They didn't reach the prize today, the prize is unfinished business, they basically couldn't get above 375, give or take. After hours, trading slightly above 375 up at the top of the screen. Here you'll see at the 942 post, 377.45, that's a give or take, is a possible prize on a continued squeeze operation today. Keep in mind, they will put in a morning pivot high and pull back or at least go sideways. Here's a 30-minute chart, and I would say, without a shadow of a doubt, this constitutes sideways. So what we're doing is we're laying out the schematic as the day goes on so that traders can recognize what the market's doing, are they above or below an important spot, and is there a way to take advantage of it? Let's move along, see what else we have. Staying above 373.50 keeps the door open for 375. So there was another 15 handles in it if a trader wanted to be long. By 10 o'clock, they got to 375. And as they move up, we want to know what the short-term support was that keeps the bull case intact. 10.01, 373.85. There's a method to the madness. Now the bottom line is 373.85. And you can see here, 373.91 was the new low after the morning high. Funny how that works. And it pays to know your numbers. Pause the video. Read the notes. Go back to the chart to double check the work. There's more information, more numbers. This is tour guide information that's valuable to anybody trading in or has designs of trading in the S&P, SPY leveraged, exchange-traded products, options. You get directional information in here every day, throughout the day. You get the schematic each and every day. Stocks on the move. Here were the four that were posted on the board today. Only one shows that it actually hit its entry target, which is Adobe. We'll take a look at Adobe and talk through it just for a moment. We'll take a look at the chart of Adobe 
and we'll talk through the numbers just for a moment. Something a little quirky happened, so I want to address the situation. So here's a five-minute chart of Adobe, and the number in question is 373.75. That was my number on the board, bright and early, zero dark 30. That was the number that was destination-ish. What does that mean? Every stock is headed to a destination, whether it's nearby or far away. Today, Adobe was trading down a little bit in the pre-market, and the destination appeared to be 353.75. You could see it peeking out of the left-hand bottom corner of the screen. But guess what? The low of day is listed as, on my screen, 354. Here's a snapshot from Google Finance, just bringing up Adobe and the statistics for the day that they're reporting. And you'll see here that the low of day is listed as 353.51. So that's interesting. In addition to that, and I get this information from the live trading room with Jordan, what happened today was other platforms recorded lower prices. So I believe there were a few traders that were able to get into the trade at the price or below 373.75. Other traders were left standing at the altar like yours truly, and it took off like what? Like a bat out of hell on a rocket ride. The takeaway? The numbers work. What's going on over in Camp IWM? Well, it's really the same routine as the S&P. It's in a little bit of a different position than the S&P. You'll notice here that they didn't fill the gap. They came close just like the S&P, but they've also went down a little bit farther than the S&P. They have what we call relative weakness, intraday pullback a little bit more than the S&P. So we're close to that same quote-unquote breakout area in the IWM. They're not so close to it in the S&P, so they have relative weakness or a lack of relative strength in the IWM. We know it's all the same market, so everything gets a bounce together, everything sells off together, but they don't do it to the same magnitude, and this is evidenced by the IWM. Now, we keep in mind the IWM is my favorite market-leading indicator, and so I take heed or take notice in relative weakness or a lack of relative strength in this case. For now, it's just of note, doesn't mean they won't catch up tomorrow, but it could materialize and give a tip-off to something else developing, so that's why we have the awareness and we watch it. What about the folks down at the Transportation Department? If you go back to videos from last week, we were talking about 12,800. They hit it on Friday and bounced away. Funny how that works. The numbers work. Now what are they doing? They're bouncing up and they're in the middle of the last big breakdown candle. So what are they doing? Likely story is they're going to try and make a run to, if not over, the high of that breakdown candle, which is the candle from the 16th. The high is 13,267 and change, almost 268. There's a gap above. That's really what the magnetic thing will be drawing the market up, but you need somewhat of a bullish tape. The transports aren't going to be running up to those prices while everything else is selling off. You have to get a bounce across all the markets. A rising tide will lift all boats. We go back to the at different magnitudes each and every market. What about the Q people? Well, this chart is in a different position than the others. So let's talk through this one. 
What's up above is we have a pivot high from last week where they did miss the gap by just a little bit. Looks similar to the missing of the gap today across different markets. The Qs did it last week. So let's just say the bullishness continues whether it's tomorrow or the following day and the S&P and other markets are pushing up. Where would the Qs be going? Well, first they would go to that pivot high But really, they have unfinished business down here at 288.84. We'll call it 289 for argument's sake. If they're at 289, the magnetic force begins drawing them up to 290 if the tape is bullish. Any more than that would be posted on the board for inside the number members as I post the Q numbers and the IWM numbers along with the S&P numbers. The financials, what did we talk about? We talked about 31. Where are they? They've got to spike through and have recovered from 31, slightly above at present. They also have what we call unfinished business up above. They did not fill their gap today. It becomes unfinished business. They got close. They chose not to do it. There's no accidents or coincidences. Maybe Trick and Company shows up tomorrow, pulls everything back, has the shakeout operation, the weak hands go away, and then they send the market up to complete the unfinished business. That's the way it works. Smash Mouth, same routine, unfinished business up above, breakout area below, just like all the other markets. Smash Mouth got into a dead cap bounce-ish situation today. May or may not develop into more, but that's where we are today. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.